Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Emily. And we are the Conscious Collaboration Podcast. Today, we have a guest. I want to say this guest needs no introduction. I'm going to introduce him anyway, because he's my good friend. Uh, he's been on with us once before. His name's Shahar Kobet. Hey. Hello, everyone. Actually, I've been on the first one. Yeah, yeah. You've first been on one. multiple podcasts with me. My name is, mm-hmm. goes ahead of me at this point. <laughs> The man, the myth, the legend. Tai Chi guy of St. Pete. <laughs> the Tai Chi guy of St. Pete. Yes. So happy yes. to have you here, Shahar. Happy to be here. It was funny because it was coincidence. It was so, it was, it was coincidence. Well, there's no coincidences, are there? Well, let's, let's just tell the story for everybody so they're not in the dark. So how it, what had happened was, Shahar <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and I did put it on my calendar to meet and hang out and catch up today and um as Lisa and I are getting ready to record uh I'm hearing a tap 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 on my window (laughs) and I'm like who needs to know the yoga schedule so badly that they're just like banging on the the window (laughs) yoga emergency yoga Yoga emergency (laughs) um I gotta get my glutes glutes. I put my little siren on. (laughs) Here I come. No, but um, so then I get a message come across my phone. Hey, I'm here. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) so we have a built in guest today, as it turns out. And I'm glad that we were just like talking for a full hour on (laughs) decided to actually record because that made it perfect Mm -hmm. timing. And oh, so not at all a coincidence. So what are we talking about today, gals? Today we're going to talk about um, the concept of fear of success, right? So, and I've kind of felt this in my life in many different ways. And I've had conversations with people even recently um, kind of surrounding the same topic. So I guess we start with a working definition of success. I think that's going to be pretty subjective, but let's all give it a go. Shahar. Yes. So to me, and not to sidetrack, but uh, (laughs) just I think it's it's a good point to bring out. I think fear of success is the same as fear of failure because Mm -hmm. the more we succeed the more we're afraid to lose it. That's it. Episode done. <laughs> we'll go back to that. But my definition of success is, is not necessarily about what you gain because that's, that's our default uh, perspective on success. Was, I got something, so I succeed. But that's what the, the yogis, they call That's an attachment, right? It's the attachment to the fruits of, the, uh, of your work. And the problem with that is, like I just said, the more you get it, the more you're afraid. It's a, I bought a new car. I, I see that every time I see someone with a like a very expensive car. My first thought is I would freak out every time I park that someone hits that thing. And so the more you gain, the more you're afraid to lose. Yeah. So to me, success is actually connected to failure. 
because failure is always inevitable. And the people who are best at something is people who failed the most, mm-hmm. uh, people who messed up the most. So to me, success is your return from failure. And the more you can do that, the more you can learn from uh, your failures, you are successful. And success in the end, every major success in the world is accumulated small wins over time. Mm. So there's no one big success. It's small wins after you came back from your failures. That's how I see it. Lisa, what do you think? Oh my gosh, that was so beautiful. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) I love to listen to you talk. I feel so like, so I talk a lot about, um, (laughs) that's amazing, Shahar, first of all, like, thank you for, for saying that you gave me a lot to think about already. Um, so like I talk a lot about success and happiness in feng shui and in teaching my students, um, because it's something that we're success. It's, it's elusive. It's defined differently by everybody. And it's linked very, and happiness might not be the right word, um, but it's linked with actualization. So like actualizing, um, embodying a goal. Um, and, and, and again, that's very like broad and, and, pers- and it, no, how it can be defined and it's going to be different, but it's being able to, um, and it's linked with achievement, right? So success, being able to actualize a goal or a vision and aim or, or like a a purpose. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like that duality. You immediately think of like, what am I going to lose in this? (laughs) What am I going to lose in this success? Um, yeah. And so that's my answer. I don't really have a a clear definition other than do a lot of talking, talking about it in feng shui. I love that definition. I think that's pretty good definition. The embodiment, the embodiment of your vision. That's the embodiment, a, yeah. Something from a thought into material. I think that's a great way to define success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, the studio was a thought. It was a long time ago. It was. Yeah. We're sitting here, just in a, a cartoon a, thought bubble. Right, and here we are. <laughs> and we just materialized you somehow. So into yeah, we did. You, you are our success. Like a genie, uh, like a genie. Yes, uh, you are. Uh, <laughs> And here I am. Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, your definition of success. Uh, okay. So this is not completely original. I saw some variation of this on like Instagram at some point, And I was like, I like that. Um, but my working definition of success is being able to do what you want to be doing for the majority of your time. And so when you expand out from that, that could involve different things for different people, um, you know, a certain amount of resources or achievements of goals, um, you know, in order to get yourself to a point. Because to me, doing what I want for the majority of the time largely involves me being in this room and being able to train and being able to train others and being able to do yoga and teach yoga and, um, you know, live a, live a decent quality life for myself and my daughter. And that feels very successful to me, but it does require a certain amount of resources and clients, uh, you know, to, to remain in that point. Mm -hmm. Beautifully put. So why would we be afraid of that? 
Why are we afraid of Mm -hmm. achieving that? Well, and I think a lot of times when we have this fear of success, it's not a conscious fear, right? Like most people, and even when you're kind of trying to check yourself on it, you're like, I'm not afraid of that. Like, that's what I want. That's what I want. But I I guess it's kind of like, and not that I know this firsthand, but like the getting out of prison syndrome, Mm -hmm. you know, like in logically, of course you would want to have that freedom and get out of prison, but it's the fear of the unknown. What's beyond Mm -hmm. that. It's the, um, I guess, attachment or memory or trauma of any time that you've achieved that success or a, a piece of it or a taste of it before and then been let down in some kind of way. That's a good way. Lost to it or it just, you know, yeah. you go from super high to super low yeah. and that memory stays with you even at least subconsciously. I love that. That's a great, that's a great way to put it because I, you said it beautifully right there. It's uh, when you commit to something, like if I'm committing, I'm saying to myself, I have a vision. I have a way I want to live my life. I, what I consider to be successful. Let's say it's uh, uh, let's say it's being married and have a, a, a successful business that uh, I'm my own boss and everything. And it sounds very nice in my head, but as soon as I start doing that, suddenly I can't do stuff that single people do. Suddenly I have to go over bookkeeping. Suddenly I need to put myself out there on social media every time. So, uh, so I, lose, I lose a certain lifestyle. So that success means a change in your lifestyle. That mm-hmm. success means a commitment to something new. It's like, I want to, I want my relationship to succeed, but doing that means I got to let go of something else. So it's like, it's a commitment issue in the end, right? It's a mm-hmm. fear of jumping into an unknown, which is I'm le- losing my old identity to a new one. So even if the new one is better by all metrics, it's the attachment to the old one that is very scary. Mm-hmm. It's like being in a comfort zone. Yeah. Even even if the old way or the current way is clearly less desirable, uh, you're comfortable there. Right, right. And you're not failing there. You don't have that risk of failing there because you're already there. So Lisa, how do we overcome this, Lisa? Oh, well, let me just give you the recipe. (laughs) You know what? Emily, when you said like the, that feeling of when you're getting let out of jail and you're talking about success being linked with freedom and on the other side, you, you know, you're saying Shahar too, it's, you know, on the other side of freedom. And then there's the, the losing of a previous self. I was thinking, well, first Emily, I was thinking about that, that jail scenario too. It's like, um, I once had this cat <laughs> named Vegas. And he grew up, like, I swear, when I got him, he, he was raised in a cage. And um, when I brought him home, it, anything larger than a cage was, like, frightening to him. Mm. And even if I, like, let him outside, he wouldn't go anywhere. He would, he would get down as close as he could to the earth and, like, glued to it. And um, so it's, like, when you are, when you're successful and you have that ultimate freedom, it's, it's it's also can feel very uh, oppressive and pressure because you're responsible for <laughs> yourself and maintaining this. It's, there's no one telling you um, what to do. And in, in this case, like only, you know, how you, um, 
achieved or, or walked into the success. Um, so that that's, it does, it's, it's, it's a challenge in a way. And it's a, and like you said, Shahar, like it's a shedding of yourself. I was then thinking, um, you know, we move through life through these different uh, setting of goals and intentions, and then adapting into a success in a new period of life. It's like, we're walking, we're choosing to walk through all of these um, doors or, or new versions of our, of ourselves. And like, sometimes you're like, no, I want back in, <laughs> I want mm-hmm. back into that door, but you can't go. Um, well, yeah, it's truly, it's really, bio- if you think about it, it's a very biological thing for us. It's that, it's that lizard brain. There's a caveman, you're in the cave and you're safe mm-hmm. in the cave, but you can't get any food in the cave. Like you have to go out and get food. But if you get out, there's predators there. Once you get out of a cave, you can die. But if you stay in the cave and don't move, you will die. So the cave feels safe, right? That cage feels safe, but you have to go out. So there's something biological between that competition in our mind between staying where we're comfortable, mm-hmm. but and going out into the world and achieving what we want. But it puts us in uh, a metaphorical danger. Yes. Yeah. So like, before you walked in the door today, Shahar, Emily and I were divining of the Yi Jing just to get some pointers and things to talk about. And one of the things that came up, and of course, the energy that we pulled up immediately talked about um, success within the first sen- sentence and right. that returning, um, the energy of returning. And um, so we can talk a little bit more about that. But what came through in both of the energies that we pulled upon was the importance of um, rest and stillness. And even, um, we always talk about the importance of, of meditation, um, in our conversations here. And this reoccurs again, that, that ability to really rest and drum up that the energy and the reserve so that you can own and embody this new self, this success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It talked a lot about sort of recharging your own battery. Uh, you know, when we talk about grounding and things like that, what that reminded me of and then the bit at the end about mind body alignment that we're always Mm -hmm. talking about literally aligning your spine so that the energy can flow you know through your body in an optimal way um so that you can make decisions with clarity and and uh and move forward like that I can add to that. Uh, please do. Yeah, I can add to that. Because that, that's a, I think that's a great point. And something I've always find, found, and especially in um, our fields, you know, it's, which is a lot of body movement. It's the body-mind connection thing. So mm-hmm. it's not just, it's not, uh, just in the mind. You're moving your body. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is all the things we need to work on, for example, in yoga. Mm-hmm. I just had a conversation with a student. She... Uh, I told her, she asked me what she needs to work on in her practice. And I told her transitions from one posture into another, you rush into it and then you lose a lot of the energy. Like Mm. when you're not, you're not giving enough time for transition. And then she was telling me how she had a divorce. And so I said, oh, you're literally in a transition Mm -hmm. and you need to allow yourself time to transition between one thing to another. So, So it really is beautiful how your practice is mani- everything in your practice is manifested in your business as well, in your life. So if there's a problem mm. in that practice, it will show up in your Well, business. you always used to tell me that in right. regards to Tai Chi <laughs> right. and um, 
about, uh, you know, holding in the fire energy and how when you hold it in, it's just destructive internally. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that I was doing that in my life by the way I was doing Tai Chi. Right. And in a way, (laughs) the business is. Oh, you. yeah. It's I mean, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, how much have you burned yourself out? Yeah. No. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I was doing at that time. That was several years ago, yeah. I think in the first year. So that's exactly what I was doing <laughs> in my personal life and, uh, you know, in my business. So at the conscious collaboration podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red Light Therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa Red Light Therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code collab15 that's c o l l a b 15 for a discount on your device true that so in a way that's the thing you that would be so called failure even it wasn't mm, a failure mm-hmm. it's just something that was yeah it was me know. hesitating to right. successfully land that punch right um because but, you know i was afraid to hurt somebody right, or whatever right, right. It was Whatever also your comfort zone, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. are, but you went out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and now you're, you came back from that failure mm-hmm. and you're more successful than before. Now I will touch your ass. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like an immune system. <laughs> right? it's, like, it's like an immune system. The more it's exposed to it uh, in a reasonable amount, then it develops that, mm-hmm. that, uh, Ooh, yeah, I like tough that. skin. I like, like that. Just lick the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Lick the dirt, and that is how you will be successful. <laughs> Nobody can sue us. We don't. We don't <laughs> suggest. This is not you go medical out. advice. This is not medical. We don't suggest you go out <laughs> lick dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that disclaimer. I think that's important. <laughs> don't eat Tide Pod. <laughs> I like that so hard. So, like allowing yourself the time to transition. I like that you describe these manifestations that we see in our practices and our, in our, in our bodies. Um, and you're able to, to read that at this, at this point. And I know Emily, you probably see that too, with your clients in training sure. as How well. Holds different emotional states. Yeah. Well, I think you were just saying, Emily, last time we were training together, you were like, whatever I failed on, it was like, that was just totally in my mind. It was, oh yeah. Yeah. So like I was trying to lift something and I think, you know, just you a bit fear of success from time. I guess anybody does, right. but in, in lifting. Mm. Yep. That's, that's, that's a way that I can totally see that playing out with you physically and not always you're, you're amazing. Um, I you're amazing. <laughs> like when it, it, it is, you're, it's like, it's almost like you were afraid of landing that last rep. Right even though I knew by the rep before it, that you totally had it in you. And I was back there spotting you, but you were like, no, can't do it. So like the important thing though, is whenever I push through like something where I Mm -hmm. think I can't do it and Emily will make me like Shahar. So Emily will make me hold the posture at the end, like lock it out. (laughs) 
And that like is a way to program more confidence mm-hmm. and like owning and embodying that success. So like do it and then so question for you, Lisa, if uh, mm-hmm. I'm conducting the interview here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm curious, what was it? What do you think now that you're in, in hindsight? Because it, there's a part of you that knew that you can push on more. And now you know it for sure because mm-hmm. Emily saw it and you it lived it. Mm-hmm. What do you think was it that stopped you from moving? Because this is probably what a lot of business owners feel like. I can get to the next level, but mm-hmm. I feel this mental block. So in hindsight, what do you feel was that one line that you needed to break through? It's so weird. It's, so there's like these imaginary thresholds I think we attach to, like going back to that, like it's an, it was a number for me, like hearing, you know, like a little, even though it was like a, like, you know, we're, we're adding like little Cheerios to, to my weight. <laughs> hey, even just important. Yeah. Like it's just this barrier, imaginary barrier threshold that even just a little, a little bit of a, a stretch, like hearing the number, I was, I immediately like kind of just was like, oh, you know, discounted myself. Um, but I haven't done that before. So right. it would work. It, it's kind of circling back to what Shahar was saying in the beginning, that it's really a fear of failure. And that's how that manifests often in lifting. Even though if you've, failed that rep, right? Like I'm using air quotes. If you failed that rep, meaning you just, you could not physically get it up in the air. It was an overhead press that we were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, you could not get it up in the air. It's still not actually a failure in terms of lifting. Um, because you, you've determined where your ceiling is, at least, you know, on this day under these uh, exact circumstances, you've determined where your ceiling is and you still did, you know, seven reps before that or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So you just know where you are, but that idea that it would be better for me to just get these seven reps than to try for the eighth rep and not get it. That, that fear, it's actually a fear of failure. Yeah. That's, that's true. And that's a good point that mm-hmm. I said and you mm-hmm. <laughs> repeated. Right. I was cer- yeah, circling but, back to that. So Circle what back. I love about that a lot, and I can add an extra layer to it, is, you know, um, I, I, I know that from my own brother, he experiences that fear of success because he has all, always these great entrepreneurial ideas. But until he manifests them, they're all in the head, right? Mm-hmm. So you never really failed if it's just an idea, and even if you never did it, you said, oh, I could have been great. I could have been an awesome. So sometimes it's very comforting to be in that mindset of saying, um, oh, I could have been a great yoga teacher. I could have been, had my own business. I would have been awesome at it. Mm. And that lived in, my, in reality. But if I started doing that, I started feeling, oh, I'm feeling mediocre. I feel like I'm not the best at this. Like I'm feeling I'm not really as good as I thought I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm facing that, that harsh reality of I'm new at this. I need to learn. I need to develop. I'm experiencing failure, mm-hmm. experiencing challenge and learning. But until, so until I take the step to start my business, in theory, I haven't failed. Mm-hmm. I'm great. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's only when I start doing it, when I feel the experiences that my ego goes, uh-oh, challenges. Yeah. 
I'm not as good as I I'm thought I am. I'm a beginner. I'm bad at this. I'm bad at this. <laughs> and I experience that in martial arts a lot. People don't like the feeling of not being good at something. I've seen you post about that yeah. with your jujitsu um, yeah. journey. Yeah, because I was crappy at it. I was terrible at it. But <laughs> that's the thing. Like The fear of I success. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I did, I bet I did pretty good. But <laughs> <laughs> I know I've grappled with you. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, in the end... Uh, it's about embracing fear, embracing challenge, and, and not seeing it as an enemy, but seeing it as your best friend. And you hear every successful person in the world, everybody said the same thing. It's, I'm not afraid of failure because that's where I learn. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Michael Jordan is always like the, the prime example mm-hmm. for that because he failed like a thousand times. Oh, didn't, yeah. Didn't make teams and sucked. And... Yeah, he failed more at basketball than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm not better than Michael Jordan because I failed. <laughs> but he's better because he failed so much mm, more. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I like that Kobe Bryant, spin on it. Yeah, Kobe Bryant said, oh, I'm oh, not better because I failed. But yeah. Yeah. Kobe Bryant said that he always watched himself play. And saw his mistakes. And he said a lot of young players don't like that because mm-hmm. you start seeing your mistakes. And it's, it's, that's the thing. It's, you're afraid of not being as good as your image in your mind. My daughter takes karate now. And yeah. she's latched on to this quote that one of her teachers says. And I love it too. She says, a black belt is just a white belt who never gave up. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love that. <laughs> Is a special kid. She, she is, is a special. special she's a special yes. kid. She's too <laughs> smart for age. Oh, I know it. I know Stuff. it too much. We need to get Olivia on here, um, giving us some advice, like the perspective of a child. I think how much a child fails on a daily basis. Like everything is new. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, like but with but like ah. Yeah. <laughs> I was different. And that makes me think that a lot of it too, I had this thought before, at least with some people, is um, programming from others' definition of success to where maybe we wouldn't really be bothered by, you know, being bad at somebody, but what would so-and-so think or what would everybody think? I think it comes down to your identity because even if you learn uh that you shouldn't fail and if you got 95 uh, points you're keep focusing on the five points it's more connected to an identity uh who are you if you failed if i failed then i'm not my true potential so if i'm not my true potential i'm i'm disappointing someone else so i'm not a good son i'm not mm. a good daughter i'm not a good student and mm-hmm. not a good so it's really connected to an identity attaching your worth to whatever it is right. you're trying to succeed at and to success is and for fear of success would be the same right because mm-hmm. if if i succeed then i i either gonna see myself as not as good as i thought i am or i gain that those 10, 10 20 students and then i i get really famous on uh, on, on on podcasts like this but then i have trouble <laughs> Oh no, all these trolls are gonna come. Now I'm now I have a target on my back. So I don't want to succeed because I'm afraid of success will will morph my identity because then I'm facing things I'm not ready for. And that in the end, in order to be successful and break that line is Mm -hmm. well, mo money, mo problems, right? Like so 
just to break that line is love failure in a way. See mm, it for what it yeah, is. Yeah. If yeah, if you're seeking if you're seeking the lessons in your failure, then they're not failures. I think you're almost guaranteed right. They're not failures. Yeah. I think you're nearly guaranteed to succeed at, at a certain point if you keep right. keep doing that. Right. Failure is when you don't come back mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. I think you can apply that to relationships too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People who, you know, avoid mm-hmm. getting emotionally close. Well, is it that is that joke, right? Like, I don't understand what there's problems with. I, why would my wife complain about our marriage? I haven't talked to her in years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's true. It does, it does show up as well in, in relationships and, and what you allow, um, you know, whether it's personal, interpersonal, um, you know, in love or, um, or whether it's even in, in working relationships too, um, there's that vulnerability factor. So you mentioned Shahar, when you're successful, you're vis- you're more visible. Um, and it's, and it's kind of, and as you said, like your business, is a manifestation of, of you to some degree. And, and you will get those trolls and people saying that's not how we do it. Um, and so then you're, you're exposed. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I had that, with, I had that with my wife when she got her first troll online, she freaked out. It's like, Oh my God, this, this person, everybody sees their toxic stuff. And my reaction was congratulations. Yeah, love your first that troll. Means that means you're out there. That means when the trolls see you, that means you're out there. That's sure good. Does. Yeah, that's right. When you, when you shocked. get your first troll or someone copies you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she was shocked by it. But that's true. What if someone copies you and gets better, does it better than you, right? It, it's very easy to attach to that feeling of like a Jenga tower. Every time you pull one, it's a successful. You're closer to it being collapsing, <laughs> right? There, mm. You can have that attachment in your mind to that belief. Mm. And they're like, all right, I prefer not to pull anyone, mm-hmm. any, any one of those. But it's, that's a mistake in thought mm-hmm. because we're, we're designed to make mistakes that Jenga tower will fall and then you break it, you build it stronger. It will fall and then you bring it stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the real human experience. Mm-hmm. Jenga. Well, the- wow. I love that. <laughs> Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Jenga, the more Giant you play, Jenga. yeah, Jenga, <laughs> the more you build it, the more it gets destroyed. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking about more like a pyramid. Like mm-hmm. it's just every structure is designed to support the top. Mm-hmm. Very oh. cool. This has been pretty good, guys. I feel like I'm ready to go make some mistakes today. How about yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> great way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like just embrace it from the moment you wake up, like knowing you're going to be doing something new means you're, and you're, and you're a little bit nervous, a little bit scared, then you're in the right place. Um, so thank you. I love that yogi perspective being brought in today, Shahar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anything else you guys want to add to the discussion? I don't think so. I guess that one thing on the yogi, I can do a short blurb on that. Um, blurb it. Yeah, because the yogis, they talk about attachments, right? So the more you succeed, the more you are afraid to lose. Mm-hmm. So what is success from perspective of yogis? The yogis would say it would be spiritual liberation. So if I, if I translate it to more like mundane, like daily life terms, it would be 
success is that if you got a little better at where you want to go. So if you're, if you're stepping towards your goal, you're succeeding. If you're stepping away from that, that would be failure. So if you're, as a yogi, if you're getting towards liberation and removal of adjust, uh, attachments, you're on the right path. If you're staying away from it, you're on the wrong path. Mm. So, but it's not all or nothing like that. It's like a trend. Like you'll go up, you'll go down, you go up, you go sure. down, you go up. But then your higher part in that trend your low part in that higher trend will be higher than your highest in the beginning. So yes, yes, that's like measure your. That's a that's a Vera quote. Measure your yes. success by your by the trend failures. Yeah, mm-hmm. by your low points. By coming back from that low points, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it. All right, yeah. that was my blurb. Brilliant. I like that, Emily. Do you have a blurb in relation to, um, you know, in relation to strength or a business in your experience? Oh, well, I mean, connecting strength training to it. um, Just like we found the metaphor with your, you know, last rep within strength training, the more you push through those moments um, and come to the other side, whether it's a technical failure or whether you get the rep, the more you can then apply that it'll, it'll build, you know, layers of confidence either way with this, with the achieved rep or not, it'll build layers of confidence because you'll also be able to see that when you don't get the rep, it's okay. (laughs) You know, the, like the whole Jenga tower didn't fall down on your head and uh, you know, you'll get thicker and thicker skin to kind of move on to the next opportunity to fail. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of these analogies too. Um, so like, I, I feel like what I'm taking away here and that fear of success is, is not more about like the ultimate end goal achievement of what I think that is my definition of success. It's more of the returning or coming back from each little tiny mistake that adds up to ultimately where I'm headed. Um, but if I'm not even putting in the effort or the, you know, the uh, commitment each day to even do the tiny little steps forward because I'm fearful, then, um, then that's, that's the, like the ultimate failure. It's not even trying. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I just thought of a quote, maybe some before, but so maybe the opposite of success is not failure, but stagnation mm-hmm. yeah lack of momentum mm-hmm. so in right. that, not evolving like the opposite of love is not hate but indifference right so i guess in that perspective success would be growth mm-hmm. and failure would be stagnation mm-hmm. boom <laughs> mic drop By the, if you want to hear an interesting I think a correlation, a little out of topic. I think the first podcast we did was fear of failure. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's a chance. Oh, it was imposter syndrome, wasn't it? Imposter syndrome. We talked about, we touched on a couple different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. We talked about imposter cool, syndrome though. A cool yeah. cycle we made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that wild? But yeah, there, I mean, it is, it is a cycle, um, you know, to recognize these, these return, like the returning of these 
fears or, or challenges to ourselves within the year, we know that, you know, there's times when we're going to be riding the highs and <laughs> not, I mean, it's just, you know, part, like you said, it's part of that ticker tape of um, progress, especially as in entrepreneurs and even in our relationships too. It's not always going to be um, up at the up at the high. We're going to have to expect these changes and walk throughs into their, our new selves. Oh, yeah, it's it's it is. I mean, it feels daunting to be <laughs> to be honest. Like to think about you know this is you know it when you su- succeed at something and you experience success, it's the it, the bar gets pushed higher. So mm-hmm. just. You're going to have to get your rest and um, gear up for the next thing around the corner. Right. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out today. Like I, like, honestly, I, this has been really helpful to me. I hope it's helpful to people um, who are listening to us today. I hope, um, and Shahar, I think you're going to get lots of fan mail coming in. So we'll have to have you come back for that. Nobody um, said that. <laughs> You can you can fan, send email to fan conscious tweets. collaboration podcast fan tweets at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope so, so. Yeah, we'll we'll um we'll be um, a celebrity. I think I can do the you job You're a good if I was a celebrity. Yeah, you yeah, you you just <laughs> show up. You just show up and um be yourself and like impart all this wisdom at the right time. So yeah. Um, being a guest with us at the the drop of a dime yeah my pleasure who knows who knows where emily and i would have gone with the conversation that we were having before about ways to shake it up anyway and then you just yeah i I like that because this was the topic i showed up yeah i think it was emily manifested me here (laughs) yeah yeah well it's it's a great pleasure and honor to have you and um we're going to remind everybody where to find you on i love your instagram reels and and videos that you do by the way like i last time we talked it was it looked uh i had like two stuff on it now Mm -hmm. now he's like an instagram influencer an influencer Yeah. yeah You are. I mean, you show up, you show up on my feed, like you're putting the energy into it. I know that's a challenge, like you were saying, to be visible and like vulnerable and share a lot of your daily practices. But I look forward to them. Yes. Um, Great, like little mini lessons. Um, There's a video of me doing like a kick in the air, mm, a punching bag, which was very cool to see. That was cool. (laughs) What people didn't know, talking about getting outside your comfort zone that I, in order to get that kick, I did that for 50 minutes on that punching bag. And every time was awkward. I'm like, Oh, this looks like crap. Oh, this looks like terrible. I did that for 50 minutes. Every, I just got angrier and angrier. <laughs> and at some point I looked at what I had. I'm like, all right, fine. That's fine. Well, <laughs> use it. and like, to me, it's amazing. Like I love to see what, you know, the appearances, especially like on Instagram, like what we see in the end output and then seeing like the behind the scenes stories of what it really took to get to that mm-hmm. place. So, um, and actually thanks, thanks for sharing that. Cause I think I, in my mind, I thought you just like show up and do these like flying kicks all the time. That's an illusion. You can do that too. That's you a can. social media you illusion. Can. That's what I meant. I can, but it's not how it, it's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. Don't 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are going to be talking more about this in the Conscious Collaboration um, Collective on Facebook and keep the conversation going in there. And like Emily said, you can email us too. What's our email? Conscious Collaboration Podcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is the same name, Conscious Collaboration Podcast. And Shahar's Instagram is at Shahar Kovitz. And Shahar Kovitz, also my Facebook, Shahar Arjuna Kovitz, St. Pete, Tai Chi and Martial Arts Group. Oh, yeah. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, best best way to reach out to me because I'm an influencer. Mm-hmm. Who, who uses <laughs> mail these mm-hmm. days? As the young people say, it's a hoot. <laughs> We're going to have to go through your assistant next time. Um, so this was cool that you just showed up. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, I look forward to the next time that we can hang out. And now, Shahar, that we know where to find you, we're going to find you all the time. So watch out. And we'll talk to you guys all in five minutes. Talk to you in five. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at consciouscollaborationpodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.